African savannah on safari, looking for... Mike, is that a lion stalking us? I think it's something much scarier. It's a search term report, and someone has keywords with 150% ACOS. Oh no, they never added any negative keywords. Oh, and it looks like all their bids are just $3. No bid optimization? We're in trouble. We need to do something about this giant ACOS, but I don't know if we can do it alone. Oh no, it's the Ad Badger. Should we run? No, no, no. The Ad Badger can save us. He'll rip that high ACOS to shreds with bid optimization and negative keywords. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Brett from Ad Badger, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast, and your source for all of the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. Welcome back. It's great to have you here. Today, sit with me again near the campfire. The stars are shining bright, although instead of looking at constellations, we'll look at campaign performance reports. Instead of listening to the sounds of the jungle, we'll talk about Amazon advertising strategies. I want to tell you the story of a client. From here on out, I'll call productivity gear. And I'm also going to be changing the actual keywords. The numbers, however, and the strategies are all accurate. This client was first introduced to me from a good friend who runs another podcast, E-Commerce Influence. It's one of my most often recommended podcasts. And if you do marketing off of Amazon, I highly recommend you check out Austin Bronner's E-Commerce Influence. Productivity Gear first reached out to Austin. They wrote him in the asked, My reason for reaching out today is Amazon advertising. We need a lot of help in this department as I believe we manage our paid efforts well, but I think we can improve immensely. After getting introduced and linked up to AdBadger, I had a chance to review their campaigns and wanted to provide some feedback. This was on May, 2018. By May 23rd, I had reviewed the campaigns and I saw some very interesting things. Now, in order to prepare for this fireside chat, I dug up my initial campaign audit from way back in May 2018. And then I reviewed how Team Badger's performance and optimization has helped. I broke it down into two main areas. I hope that your takeaway from this episode is how to scale a campaign through a simple iterative process of keyword graduation and bid optimization. Now, the first thing I noticed when I opened up these campaigns in 2018 was that the A cost was pretty solid. They had an ACOS that was just 9%. They were spending $22,000 a month, which means they were generating $232,000 from just $22,000 in spend. Now, most people would be happy as a honey badger in a beehive to get metrics like this. However, productivity gear needed more. They had just achieved these metrics by default, and they didn't know how to scale. They didn't know how to manage the campaigns on a day-to-day or month-to-month basis to make things move up and to the right. The first interesting point here is a lot of people think PPC is only numbers-based. 
They think that it's an emotionless Excel spreadsheet activity. So from a pure numbers perspective, you would think that Productivity Gear is really excited about their campaigns. They're doing much better than the average PPC campaign. They were, pro they were much more profitable than an average PPC campaign too. However, they were dissatisfied with the performance. I meet companies all the time about the way that they feel about their campaigns and how they should be doing a particular metric instead. My first step was to help address this feeling and try to pull back some of this with smart observations. I noticed that the A cost was different for different campaigns. I saw some campaigns with a 4% ACoS and others with a 50% ACoS. My first step there was to help establish what ACoS should be where. What should the account and the campaign and the product level ACoS targets be? What is our North Star? This is why I think labeling campaign titles with the target ACoS right away is one of the easiest things to do to cut through our psychology, which often feels like campaigns could be good or bad for many other reasons other than how they're actually doing. You might be frustrated if your ACoS moves from 10 to 15%, but if your target ACoS is 20%, you could then go and check to see if your net revenue actually increased as the ACoS moved. Most of the time, people want revenue at a target ACoS. They want more revenue at a target ACoS, not less revenue at a lower ACoS. Now, of course, you can't change your names in Amazon Advertising Console. You can change your campaign names in Seller Central. However, in AMS, you can't change your campaign names, which is one of the most absurd elements of Amazon Advertising. Now, typically when faced with an existing campaigns, I always recommend leaving the campaign active as opposed to pausing it and creating a new one if the original campaign is doing all right and is fixable. The next interesting thing I saw was that this account had a primarily broad focused keyword strategy. Now, while having tons of broad match keywords can be very bad, in fact, we talked about this in an episode called Keyword Dump. Typically, that broad matched keyword strategy is pretty bad. However, in Productivity Gear's case, the ACoS for these broad match keywords was fantastic. 1%, 3%, 8%, 14% ACoS across thousands of dollars of ad spend. Now, typically, it's a recipe for disaster. Why was it working so well? And what could we have done to improve this? This brings up the second interesting thing. One of my foundational beliefs when I talk to companies, very often companies and marketers don't know why they're getting the results that they're actually getting. It's difficult to really peel back some of these emotional layers and really get to the true source of what is causing what. So when Performance Gear looked at the keywords and saw strong keyword performance with those broad match keywords. However, when I looked at them, I saw massive missed opportunity. This is where we start getting to the core takeaways of my story. First, whenever you're bidding on a broad match keyword, you're actually showing up for hundreds or thousands of different search terms. So let's say Productivity Gear sells pens and bids on the keyword moleskin pens broad match. They could potentially show up for synonyms and stems of those synonyms. Moleskin pen broad match could trigger a search for moleskin. And all of a sudden, the intent of a search for moleskin is actually to look for a notebook rather than a pen. The worst part is, if someone does search moleskin and is looking for a notebook, not a pen, and they never click on your ad for a pen, you will never know. 
because Amazon only shows you the impressions that you actually get clicks on. So if you're showing up for thousands of impressions and thousands of searches that you don't get clicks on, you will never know what they are. This could hurt your CTR and ultimately hurt your campaigns, making it more expensive for you to get clicks that you could have gotten otherwise. So the very first step in improving this campaign's impressions was twofold. The first, scanning through the search terms. The first thing I do anytime I audit a campaign is download those search terms. From there, I would reactively add negatives to reduce the impressions of searches I don't want to appear for, either due to relevancy or profitability. Pretty straightforward. Then I would do a round of proactive negative keyword research. This means booting up keyword tools and brainstorming on what I could be showing up for, but I would never want to. For example, I could show up for a moleskin notebook if I'm bidding on Broadmatch moleskin pen. So I'd be sure to negative exact moleskin notebook. From there, my moleskin pen is black ink only. So I want to negative phrase different colors like blue ink pen, and maybe even just negative phrase the word blue. Doing this kind of work moved us from a 0.57% CTR to 0.69% CTR in the first month. When I do things like this and improve my CTR, I signal to Amazon that I'm a highly rev relevant, targeted advertiser. I'm reducing the amount of steps that people have to take in order to make a search and ultimately a purchase. I'm eliminating the amount of no-click searches that I, as an advertiser, serve. Amazon likes that. Amazon wants people to serve ads and be advertisers that have strong click-through rates. After proactive and negative keyword research comes keyword graduation. Now, we've got an episode on sort of research, peel, stick, and block keyword graduation idea. To find it, just go over to Google and search AdBadger RPSB. Bidding on Moleskin Pen Broad meant that I could be showing up for hundreds of different searches. I needed to find out where I was getting my conversions. Back to that search term report is where I went. Now for Moleskin Pen Broad, it actually turned out the majority of these conversions were coming from Moleskin Ballpoint Pen. In fact, the conversion rate for moleskin ballpoint pen was much higher than just moleskin pen. This also meant that the revenue per click on moleskin ballpoint pen was higher than moleskin pen. So what? What does that mean? Let's take a look at the math. When you bid on a broad match keyword, you're getting impressions for dozens, hundreds, or thousands of different searches. Yet, you only have one bid for all of those impressions. This means if one search term converts twice as high as another, and another search term doesn't convert at all, you are stuck bidding the same for both of these search terms that you're showing up for. What's worse is that when you go and you look at your campaign navigator and you see that the A cost and revenue for a broad match keyword is whatever it might be, we often forget that those impressions, some generated revenue, others didn't. However, we're looking at the sum or the average of all of them. So it's very important to remember this before we make decisions on broad match keywords. You have to remember that you're showing up for loads of different things. 
So if you have a very strong search impression that converts really well, what should you do with it? You identify the search term in your search term report. You peel it out of that broad match ad group and insert it as a positive exact keyword. From here, because you know that it converts really well, you can increase the bid and get more aggressive on it. Why? Because if you bid higher, you'll make it more expensive for your competition to compete. You'll make life a little bit harder for them. You'll also theoretically show up higher in the search results and you'll theoretically get more impressions and then you'll get more clicks and you'll generate more revenue for that keyword, which is really good because most of the time, again, companies want as much revenue within their target acceptable ACoS. This process of keyword graduation, graduating, converting search terms to exact keywords with strong bids, increased the size, the sales volume of this account by 2x. That's right. A year later, that account that was spending 20K a month at 9% is now spending 51,000 a month at 12%. Sure, the account's ACoS is higher, but they're generating a lot more revenue within their target ACoS. And now their Amazon account has changed in a very fundamental different way. That's a 216% increase in revenue. That doesn't even include the massive quarter four that they had. Now, some questions I get often asked are, when we graduate a search term out from an auto or a broad keyword, and then we graduate it to exact, when do we know when to do this? My answer on that is it depends. You can start by peeling out search terms that convert as long as they get maybe two conversions. That's generally a pretty safe bet. The next question I ask is, Do you segment your ad groups based on match type, broad, phrase, exact? If so, do you negative the exact converting term? First, let me start by saying there are very few absolutes in digital marketing. In fact, one of my core beliefs is, is that if I meet a digital marketer and they're incredibly certain about one particular way to do something, about it being absolutely right or believing that something is absolutely wrong, the more likely they are to be incorrect either now or in the near future. The Amazon space as well as the digital marketing space is full of gurus who claim to have one secret trick That's so simple that if you follow this one secret trick, you'd unlock all the riches. Personally, I think it's more important to be humble, have an open mind, and try to form strong fundamentals that will help us guide our way through the constant changing space of digital marketing. I think of this story. Once, a long time ago, there was a wise Zen master. People from far away would seek his counsel and ask for his wisdom. Many would come and ask him to teach them, enlighten them in the way of Zen. He seldom turned anyone away. One day, an important man, a man who was used to getting his way and commanding obedience, came to visit the master. He said, I've come today to ask you to teach me and open me up to enlightenment. The tone of the important man's voice was one that was used to getting his way. The Zen master smiled and said that they should discuss the matter over a cup of tea. When the tea was served, the master poured his visitor a cup. He poured and he poured and the tea rose to the rim of the cup and began to spill over the table and finally onto the robes of the wealthy man. The wealthy man shouted, enough, you are spilling the tea all over. Can't you see this cup is full? The master stopped pouring and smiled at his guest. 
You are like this teacup, so full that nothing more can be added. Come back to me when the cup is empty. Come back to me with an empty mind. Now back to that original question. Do I segment my keywords by match type? My answer is, which I believe is the correct one, is sometimes. Here are my guidelines for when to do so. If I'm building a campaign from scratch, I do. I like to segment my keywords by ad group because it's clean. It's easy. If I do it that way, when I'm first building a campaign, I will also then negative the exact match version of that keyword in that broad and phrase ad group. For example, if I'm bidding on a broad match jump rope, I'll have negative exact jump rope in that ad group. That means I'll be showing up for searches other than jump rope. I then funnel all of my exact searches for jump rope to an exact match version of it in its own ad group. Then I'll label my ad groups as research as because I like this control. In the case of productivity gear, I did not from the start. It was an aged campaign. It was an older account running for months. So instead of segmenting ad groups based on match type, I instead added the exact search term that converted. And because it had a stronger bid than the broad match, I knew it would have a higher ad rank. And I knew that the impressions for that search would go to that exact match version of that keyword. And I'd be able to achieve what I needed. I think it's important to have this empty cup and to, in order to be a strong foundational Amazon marketer. The last part was bid optimization. How did I know what to set the bid for? The bids by Badger algorithm that I like to follow is centered around two core tenants, expected revenue per click and expected ACoS. Essentially, if your expected revenue per click is $10 and you have a target ACoS of 50%, that means if you spend $5 every click to generate $10 every click, you would land at 50% ACoS every time. This means the higher something converts, the more you could bid and still hit your target ACoS. This means you'll show up more frequently, get more clicks and revenue, and still be within your target ACoS boundaries. Almost a year later, Productivity Gear has generated $7 million over the lifetime of their ad campaigns. I'm incredibly proud to have Team Badger playing a role in their continued success. Bid optimization, looking at search terms, and improving how we think about campaigns is boring, routine, and can sometimes be thought of as grunt work. However, PPC is similar to being an electrician or a plumber. It's iterative, it's steady, it's consistent. Diligent work over time is what the components of great digital advertising on Amazon are. We'll be back next week with Brett in a standard episode. I hope you enjoyed this fireside chat of the story of productivity gear. Productivity gear.